Hello and welcome to another bubble, the Western bubble. My name is Dario and I'm here with Balder. If you don't know who we are, please listen to our regular episodes as this is the first of our extra episodes where we pick items from the news that scream Western bubble. In these segments, we give some quick comments on how we interpret these events. Today, we will talk about the China balloon gate. Uh, Balder, why are we talking about Chinese balloons flying through gates? That's that's exactly the question, isn't it, Dario? Um, it is crazy that the media has been obsessing with balloons over the United States, which even in the worst case scenario is not a big story at all. Instead, they should be focusing on much more important issues, such as, for example, Nord Stream sabotage, which we discussed in our previous um, regular episodes. So it is one of those things where you can understand why there's this obsession with balloons because it's comforting to our existing bubble it uh, creates this narrative of china monitoring all of us and spying on all of us which is very much something that has been pushed for the past couple of years in the western bubble framework uh, and these balloons confirm that something like Nord Stream is very uncomfortable therefore we prefer to avoid thinking or talking about that um, but still it shows a complete dereliction of duty on behalf of journalists who are being way too focused on things that don't really matter well i mean to the listeners who have not been looking up into the sky uh, in the past few past few weeks uh, let me quickly catch you up from january 28th to february 4th um, a Chinese-operated high-altitude balloon was seen in North American airspace until U.S. President Joe Biden decided to shoot it down and recover it for further inspection. The result of this investigation claimed that, in fact, the balloon had spying capabilities, while the Chinese government said it was a civilian meteorological research airship that had, bl uh, that had blown off course. Soon later, three more balloon-like objects were spotted and shot down as well, since then, the U.S. government concluded that these were likely private entities with no relations to China, which I think that's incredibly hilarious, right? Is that one spying balloon throws all of the United States into complete overdrive and now some poor person who, who started their own little balloon, you know, sitting somewhere in the outbacks of the United States, maybe wanted to tell the weather. Uh, suddenly he's he's being challenged by the U.S. military where F-16 fighter jets start shooting down air balloons. I, I think that's an incredibly, you know, extreme example of how far the bubble can push something. It's, it's, it's hilarious and at the same time shows the insanity of this, right? Of the, 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 the crazy outcomes of creating bubbles like this. And I, I would like us to think of all kinds of funny puns with bubbles and balloons because there's lots of possibilities there. Oh, we will. Um, however, let's let's start talking about, I mean, why are we obsessed with this? Because spying, as far as I'm concerned, is a very regular thing, right? I mean, countries spy on each other. I'm not sure whether this is a big revelation to any of us. Yeah, no. the United States spies on China, China spies on the US, India spies, spies on Russia, Russia spies on Europe, Europe spies on India. I mean, this is this is the way that world the world has worked. And there's absolutely nothing special about this. And in fact, as far as spying goes, um, sending a balloon in the sky is not really the most important or the most interesting type of spying. It, it, it can give you give some information, sure. But there are other things that uh, intelligence agencies are way more concerned about than spying with balloons. So the reason why this then became, I would say, a bigger issue than it originally was 
is because this balloon then caused U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken to cancel his planned visit to China. Why is this relevant? Because, I mean, I've, if anything, as Antony Blinken, I would want to go to China and have a conversation with them and ask, what was this balloon about? Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that Blinken knows that these balloons are not really the the issue that that really matters here. It would have made them seem much stronger. It make from an outside perspective, the United States pulling out because a silly balloon is uh, flying over your airspace is showing weakness. It it shows fragility, especially because this this visit was very much. Um, the idea of the United States, given that they were getting increasingly uncomfortable with the way that they were pushing China and Russia closer together and they want to, to a certain level, normalize relationships with Beijing a little bit. So th by pulling out, by at least postponing this trip, Blinken and the, the State Department show fragility and weakness. And therefore, it seems like a clear mistake. And especially given the circumstances that balloons a very popular tool for spying is that the United States has heavily invested in balloons in recent years and same uh, the European Union. So using balloons to spy overall is not a new thing. However, why do why do we use balloons? It just seems like such a, you know, such a stone age um, or balloon age type of uh, type of technology here. I mean, I feel like there would be better tools to do this. Yeah, it did. I mean, it was a really big thing during the First World War, right? Uh, when airplanes couldn't, you know, uh, didn't really have the capabilities that they have now. And it, it did seem about 20 or 25 years ago that satellites were the future, right? You send these satellites into space and they can cover the whole globe and you're done and you don't need balloons. But actually what you see in the 21st century is that balloons have become popular again. Again, this is nothing new. It's not that all of a sudden in 2023, the world realized that balloons can still be used. Balloons are cheaper. They are less prone to messing, um, hacking or messing with uh, technology because they just fly around. But they're also very, very limited in, in the kind of information that they can uh, actually acquire. And they're not as easy to control. So Balloons are absolutely still a thing of the 21st century because of their price tag and because of their relatively low-key profile. They're not as easy to, um, you know, to, to, to mess with, but they are also not particularly serious or scary when it comes to the bigger picture. And I can guarantee you that U.S. intelligence agencies are much more concerned about scientists selling trade secrets to Beijing, um, you know, whether it's uh, scientists within the Pentagon or within Apple or other U.S. Uh, multinationals, there are there is an order of concerns, and the information that can be acquired by balloons is not very high up in that order. Uh, so let's start diving into the different scenarios that are here, because I mean I'm still not really sure about what really happened here. Because so you had a balloon fly over the United States, the U.S. shot it down, Antony Blinken cancelled his trip. But the big question is why and what happened, especially from a Chinese perspective here. And I think we, we should start with the you know most obvious scenario uh, that China simply wasn't in control. Maybe they were even telling the truth, that there was simply a balloon that drifted off because of strong weather, which was even supported by some of the findings from, from, from the FBI who said, oh, yes, the balloon actually did go off course because of strong weather. Yeah, just like with Nord Stream, we're not investigative reporters, so what we can do is create scenarios. We're not we're not going to have all the facts available to us, and when you create a list of scenarios, possible 
uh, interpretations of events, then the first one you always start with is the official version. And the official version is exactly that. China says a weather balloon, of course, they apologized for it, something that China doesn't always do, by the way. They, they're not very comfortable with apologizing uh, in these situations usually. So you take that seriously. One possibility is that. A probably even more likely possibility, likely scenario, is that indeed they weren't in control, but it's not just a weather balloon. It is actually all, either it's completely for intelligence purposes or at least partially. Maybe it also has some weather <laughs> veins on top of it to, to, to have as a cover story, right? But a, a very likely scenario is China actually lost control of it, but it is used for spying. And so in, in either of these circumstances, the United States was then waiting to expose this. Because, I mean, we, we know that, at least this is what they, the, uh, they published, the Pentagon, is that they had been watching this balloon a little longer. And it was really just, you know, someone spotting it on social media and then pointing it out that created this big fuss. So, so why would the U.S. wait with exposing this balloon? Well, that's a really interesting question because it doesn't seem that they've gotten a lot out of it, except maybe once again feed into this narrative, into this Western bubble of, hey, look, big brother, Chinese big brother is watching over us. But it actually, the timing wasn't comfortable for them at all, because as I, as I said at the beginning, it made Blinken look weak by canceling or postponing his trip to Beijing. It, it would have been a much clearer message to say, hey, we don't like you sending balloons to our airspace, but I'm still coming over to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And so let's look. So, so far, we've assumed that China was not in control. Um, let's look into scenarios where China was indeed in control. Why would China? Because, I mean, a balloon is ultimately a, a rather obvious way of going into someone's airspace, especially at this altitude. I mean, the Pentagon picked up on it very quickly. Why would China send a single balloon over to the United States to just fly over the Midwest? Yes, close to an airfield in Michigan. But why would China do this on purpose? Believe me, they don't care about an airfield in Michigan. That is not, I mean, I know that has been part of the story of the narrative. It's not a big deal. Um, no, they they clearly wouldn't do this on purpose in the in if the thinking is that they would be caught. This is a not a normal balloon. This is not something you buy in the shop and you let go into the sky. This is a high altitude balloon that was very clearly visible from the ground on. There is no way that China sent this into US airspace thinking it would be caught. So then the serious scenario with China being in control would be China sends it over knowing that it was going to get caught. Um, and in that case, then you have to interpret why would they want to do that? Well, then you would go down the route of Let's say they wanted to call Blinken out before the trip, see what he does. They, We know that China wasn't as comfortable with the trip. They were a little bit hesitant about what are we going to get out of this summit between Blinken and our own officials. Um, they weren't really sure how they were going to then approach that conversation and whether that would lead to issues with respect to Moscow. And so China could have said, okay, we're going to send this balloon into the United States. Hopefully the United States will take our bait and um, they will make a thing out of this and then that forces Blinken somehow to postpone his trip. In many ways, China came out of this much better than the United States. So if that was their scenario, and it's a, a very serious scenario as well, something that we can't dismiss, then um, they achieved their goal. There is no, there's no scenario, serious scenario in which China sent in that spy balloon 
thinking that they could just get away with it and the United States would have noticed. The US airspace is incredibly well monitored. And even those uh, other events afterwards with um, other balloons or objects being shot out of US airspace, the United States knew those objects were there before. It's just part of the bubble now that all of a sudden they take action against them. What is very interesting to me is that neither of these three scenarios have been circulated in the media. Is in the media, it was a very clear thing. China is definitely spying on us. You know, I also maybe with a tad of arrogance, being like, oh, yes, of course, the Chinese are dumb enough to send, a, a, I think, three bus length big balloon into the US airspace, thinking it will not be discovered. And I think a very good example of the, of the media overall is two articles we found on The Guardian. And we obviously are putting both of them in the post description below, but we want to read from both of them just to kind of compare the media Western bubble here. So the first one is actually from today, the 16th of February, and it reads, start quote, diplomatic friction has worsened between the United States and China after Beijing claimed without evidence that US high altitude balloons flew over Xinjiang and Tibet regions, end quote which I think is an interesting way of phrasing it, especially the part about without evidence, um, because if you use that, then you should, I mean, because yes, a government is claiming something. Um, however, you should also use this on other governments, uh, especially when these other governments are coming from the Western bubble. And this is from a Guardian article from yesterday, the 15th of February, uh, and it reads, Tokyo's defense ministry announced late on Tuesday that a new analysis of unidentified aerial objects that flew over Japan's airspace in re recent years strongly suggests that uh, they were Chinese spy balloons, end quote. And here, you know, you have a claim by a government as well, a very similar claim, but it, you don't have that addition of without evidence. And I think that's a very clear example of the Western bubble. Yes, this is exactly why this story has been picked up so much in the media because we just like to all the time cast doubt about the other, in this case China, the ones who we're not, the authoritarian regime, the scary regime that's out there. And when they say something, oh, we have to, it's our journalistic duty to doubt the veracity of the claim because of course Beijing would be lying. But when it is about Tokyo or Washington, no, no, no. I mean, they are like us. Of course, they would be speaking the truth. And I don't have, as a journalist, the need to question their integrity or put a couple of words in there that say without evidence. Um, this, is, this is the Western bubble at its most obvious, where we have double standards. One that comforts us about our own existence and the other that comforts us about the evil or the unreliable nature of the other, of the outsider. And with this going back to the beginning of our episode, you know, this topic received so much attention in the media, while the topic of our last regular episode, the one on Nord, the Nord Stream sabotage, has still, there's been very little attention paid to it. And that is incredibly frustrating if you think about the, you know, journalistic duty um, that should be there. And this was the first episode of our extra episodes as an additional regular ones. We will be grateful for your feedback to this new format and questions that you can submit to thewesternbubble at gmail.com. Next Wednesday, there will be a new regular episode, this time on the topic of how we worship historical figures to strengthen the Western bubble. Mm -hmm.